Good morning, everyone. In 1962, Pope St. John XXIII prayed for a new grace. And that new grace that he prayed for was that there be a new Pentecost that falls upon the whole church. Now, since then, that cry, that echo, that plea has continued in the papal offices to the whole church to our present time. That the church cry out together, come Holy Spirit, veni sancte spiritus. And truly, that grace is for us today. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI uh, once said that this event of Pentecost that we celebrate is not merely celebrating a historical event of the past. It is a reality ever alive. Because Jesus is alive. Amen? Amen. Amen. Which means then, today the Lord wants to shower down upon all of us a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit for us to receive his love in a greater receptivity in a new way. Jesus says in the Gospels, come to me, all you who are thirsty and drink. And he quotes scripture as scripture says, the rivers of living water will flow from within him who believes in me. All of us here who believe and profess Jesus have an opportunity, this great fount of graces of the Holy Spirit to flow from within us. Amen? It does. And so the time for the new Pentecost is now. Because the time of God giving his graces is today, is now. His graces are available today. And just like good soil that absorbs the rain, so we're to be fully receptive to all that living water. Now, to be fully receptive, we have to make sure that there's no obstacles in the way of that greater receptivity. Going back to the analogy of soil again, you know that soil, when it's dry, or when it's hardened, or covered by something, right, it cannot absorb the water that falls upon it, right? Or either or maybe just a little bit or not at all. So we have to look at what are the barriers in our hearts that prevent us from taking advantage of this great generous uh, generosity of the Lord, of receiving more this gift of the spirit for now more than ever the church needs this renewal right the world needs the spirit because the world needs to encounter the love of god we can see out in the world uh, what happens right when the when uh, they start drifting away from belief in god and so we as a church need to respond to that by asking for more of the spirit but what are those obstacles we'll take a look at three and then we'll quickly apply the solution to them at the end but the three obstacles from, that prevent us from receiving the Holy Spirit fully are a lack of repentance, a fear, and a belief that nothing will change in our lives when we receive the Spirit. So let's take a look at the first. The first obstacle preventing us from receiving more of the Holy Spirit is a lack of repentance. You see, the Holy Spirit's primary work in our life is to bring about conversion in our hearts. It is he who transforms us to become like Jesus, who makes us saints. But he needs our permission. If we do not choose to repent in our life, right, it's like we're saying, hold on to the Holy Spirit's work in us. Now, so for example, then we have to take a look in our lives and see what are places in my heart that I have not repented of yet. Maybe, for example, right, we say, ah, oh, perhaps I've not been as honorable or respected or wished goodwill on the Holy Father as, as I should. Maybe for some of us, we see in our hearts the temptation to condemn the world, which prevents us from loving it. Or maybe we see that in our lives, we're just okay, we're, we're too okay with sin being in our life. And I'm not just talking about grave sin, right, but even venial sin. 
Like there's the comfort of just having that present in our life. But even then, right, venial sin can uh, wound our relationship with the Lord. It can weaken our love. But also it disposes us to commit grave sins. Just to use a quick analogy, if you just look at a car or a, a room in your office, whatever it be, and it's c- completely clean and pristine. And so whenever there's something in there that you put in there that doesn't belong there, you notice it. Right? Like maybe a Coke can in the car or like this paper uh, in the office. But the thing is, when it's really cluttered, like that car is really cluttered, you don't really, uh, it's not a big deal when you just put one more thing in the mess. Right? And even uh, something that before is really big, belong there, it wouldn't look as bad in the midst of the mess. Same way that if we cho- freely choose venial sin and are unrepented of it, little by little we're adding clutter to our souls to the point where, ah, oh, this one more sin, this grave sin doesn't look as bad in the mess. And so all of these ways, we have to make sure we repent, right? And give that uh, repentance um, to the Lord Jesus. Say, God, convert and renew my heart. For that could prevent us from receiving the Spirit more deeply. That leads to the second obstacle, which is that of fear, right? Because I think more than a lack of wanting the Holy Spirit, there is a fear of receiving the Holy Spirit deep down in our hearts, to illustrate the dynamics of that fear, I just want to share a story. It was of a priest who, um, in the same context of asking the Holy Spirit, uh, received a, a vision and prayer from the Lord. And this priest, as he was praying, the Lord Jesus gave him an image, and it was the priest himself riding on a chariot. Right? He had the reins of the horses, and he had a sense of, here was a man in control of his life. He's a man in control. But then, he said, and it was a blessed experience, that as he was seeing that image, the Lord Jesus appeared next to him, right? Standing beside him. And very gently, the Lord invited the priest. Uh, he, the Lord asked the priest, do you want to give me the reins of your life? You see, with that story, we see that the fear that underlies asking more of the Holy Spirit is that surrender to the Lordship of Jesus, St. Paul says, brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And so, for us, when we're receiving more of the Holy Spirit, it means we're surrendering the reins of our life, controller of our life, to the Lordship of Jesus. That God has permission to do what he wills, to lead us wherever he wants in our life. And for a lot of us, that can be terrifying. That can be scary to surrender that control to the Lord, especially when we don't know uh, who he is in his love. That leads to the final obstacle. And that final obstacle is this belief that uh, I have this low expectation of what will happen when we receive the Holy Spirit. Now, St. Paul, right, he gently corrects that. He says, to each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit has been given to all for the benefit of some. Right? In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it teaches that the Holy Spirit builds up the world and builds up the church, right? and it quotes, I quote, through special graces called charisms, which he gives to the faithful, and by those he makes them fit and ready to undertake every office, every task that he gives to them for the renewal and upbuilding of the church. Now here's a question, and this is not rhetorical, right? Well, it's in proud participation. Do you belong to the church? Yes. Let me ask that again. Do you belong to the church? Yes. Have you received the Spirit? Yes. Then to you has been given special graces and gifts from the Lord Jesus by virtue of your baptism and confirmation for the renewal and building up of the church. 
God wants to use you and chosen you to be lights to the world, to bring out the gospel in power and proclaim it to the world that is drifting away from God. And so God has equipped us and ready, uh, made us ready for the challenge for this new Pentecost. Now, the reason why then we see Christians and particularly the saints, right, we see God work so powerfully in their life is because they have made a decision to intentionally follow the Lord Jesus, to be his disciple, and in virtue of doing so, they're open to the Spirit, right? And so when we, who are also called to be saints, are open to the Spirit, we allow him to activate those graces we received in our life so that we could see him working powerfully through us. Now, for some of us, this might be the first time we're hearing about the idea that God has given us these charisms, these graces. For others, we know, but we might not know what they are. Well, here at the parish next weekend, um, on Saturday, June 3rd, from 8.30 to 4 p.m., right, the parish is going to be offering a workshop to help us, to help Christians uh, understand more about the charisms and discern the ways in which God has gifted them to aid in the mission of the church. And that workshop is called Called and Gifted. So go ahead on the website and bulletin and register. Highly encourage you. Now in those three ways, those three obstacles, right? Lack of repentance, fear of the Lordship of Jesus, and a low expectation that nothing will change when we receive the Spirit, those can prevent us from receiving the Spirit. But the solution to it is the very Spirit we're resisting. St. Paul says that the Spirit too comes to the aid of our weakness. It's a spirit that helps our lack of repentance, our fear, and that low expectation. Right? With repentance, we look at the word of God. Right? Uh, Jesus uh, promises, God promises to send us new hearts, to exchange our stony hearts uh, for hearts of flesh. One that beat of love for the Lord, one in whose love the Lord is written in their very hearts, meaning that they want to follow the Lord with all of their hearts in life and turn away from sin. The Holy Spirit, when we receive him, helps bring that about. Also, when it comes to fear, the scripture says, perfect love casts out all fear. It also says, God is love, and the love of God is poured forth through our hearts through the Holy Spirit. When we receive the Holy Spirit, he melts away our fear because he reveals to us the love of God. He reveals to us who Jesus is, that he is good. That he is faithful. He is trustworthy. And we see that we have no need to fear of surrendering our lives to the Lord Jesus who has a good plan for us. Amen? Amen. And so that one, but also the low expectation, when we receive the Holy Spirit and ask for more, he activates the spiritual gifts in our life, begins to lead us uh, into becoming powerful channels of his grace to the world and to our families and those around us. And so the invitation is there. Let us ask for more of the Spirit. And yes, we receive the Spirit already through baptism and confirmation. But tell me this, do you just inhale once when you take a breath? Do you just inhale once and never breathe again? No. Right? You die. You have to keep taking in breaths. So in the same way, we have to keep nourishing our spiritual life by asking for more of the breath of the Spirit in our life. But also with sacrament and of baptism and confirmation, it's like we receive a fire. And like any fire, it needs oxygen to stay burning. And so without breathing in more of the Spirit, right, the love of God will soon grow cold in our hearts. And so we're invited to ask for more. We're invited to say, come, Holy Spirit. So I just want to ask, or just end with a prayer of just asking for that Holy Spirit. You may join me if you recognize the prayer, or if you don't, just follow along with me in your hearts. But let's go ahead and just ask the Lord for His Spirit and pray.
Come, Holy Spirit, renew the hearts of your faithful, enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and renew, renew the face of the earth. Amen.